Hi, welcome to another episode of the Leadership Enigma. It's still the new year. It's a cold, wet, generally rainy London afternoon. But you again don't want to miss this particular episode. Why? Because we are surrounded by data. And this episode is all about data. What is it? How do you actually consider the aspect of data governance? In fact, why should you be interested as a leader, as a leader of a small business, as a medium business, or a global monolithic type business? This is important. Now, you're listening to the Leadership Enigma, which is powered by Transform Performance International. In fact, you might even be watching now the Leadership Enigma. You know what? We've got over 90 hours of unseen footage, which will start to be collated and edited, looking at James now and put onto our new YouTube channel. So not only can you listen to us, but hopefully you can watch us very, very soon. But come back to me just after this break, where I have back on the show the wonderful Dr. Jonathan Reichenthal, who, well, I'll get him to explain his background as a founder, professor, and author. And indeed, someone I was lucky enough to work with a many a year back in Silicon Valley. Come back to me just after this. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, powered by Transform Performance International, a podcast for the insatiably curious to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for positive and sustainable change. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors as we discover that success leaves clues. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. Hi, and it's a warm welcome to Jonathan Rockenthal back on the show. Jonathan, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Adam, I am doing fantastic. It's early morning here in San Francisco, but I'm so happy to be back with you. Do you know what? I'm always super enthusiastic when we connect and we have a conversation. I learn so much. Um, we did a uh, an episode might have been about a year ago now, which was on the mm-hmm. fourth industrial revolution, which was a wonderful episode. And then as soon as your new book came out, Data Governance for Dummies, so that actually puts me right in that particular category. Uh, I knew that we had to, to talk again. I really did. But before we start, people may not have heard the first episode that you did. So I did an intro of founder, professor, and author. That doesn't really do justice to what you've been up to, <laughs> Jonathan. So tell the listeners and those watching. What's the background? Yeah, no, th- th- thanks for that. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, every career is different. Uh, many careers are not a straight line. My probably is not a straight line either. But I have to say at the core of who I am and what I've been doing for the last few decades uh, is uh, technology innovation. Love technology. Love how it brings uh, positive things to the world. I also understand the, the negative things too. And I want to educate people about that. I want to help organizations take advantage uh, of, of tech and how it could align and can align with their objectives. Uh, how do I do this now? I, I you know, have a small little firm here in Silicon Valley called Human Future. So I deliver it through that little company and I have a, a whole range of uh, incredible partners that I work with. Um, but I'm also at, you know, at, at really at the heart of who I am as an educator, right? I, I, I love to, to share uh, to 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 help others understand complicated topics and put them in simple terms. I learn a lot too, of course, through that process, uh, and and I do that with uh, writing books, 
my online videos, my LinkedIn learning videos, which are very, very popular. I do workshops and keynotes. Uh, so I'm kept busy and I do this on a global basis. I'm not I'm not sort of just limited here to to the West Coast of the US. Uh, I'm usually on the road and, and hopefully I'll get to see you over in London in, in a few months too. Well, I'm hoping that is indeed the case. Now, you are in the heart of tech still. Do we still consider Silicon Valley really the heart of tech? And, and for those that, again, don't know, you know, you and I met a number of years ago where you had an, yeah. a fascinating role. Just tell people about that, that role because you were really dealing with tech at the heart of tech and maybe that was your your insatiable curiosity to to educate and find solutions to problems some of the biggest problems yeah yeah well i worked for a big consulting firm for uh, almost 15 years uh, and i actually had the title of innovation director so i had the title to help the organization and our clients uh, discover and, and 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 align new technology with their with their strategy you know to, to help leaders really understand um what they need to do, uh, whether they need to, they need to take a technology seriously or not. Right. Um, and 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 as that you know uh, organization was going through some change. And by the way, we hit that great recession back in two thousand and eight. I had an opportunity oh to come out yep. to the uh, to the west coast from the east coast of the US. Uh, worked for a tech company, but I think what you're really getting to is um, I got this phone call out of nowhere to come work for a city. And, you know, if it'd been a city somewhere in the country that, you know, didn't have a profile, I probably would have listened, but I, I don't think I would have moved forward. But this was the city of Palo Alto, Palo Alto being the birthplace of Silicon Valley, you know, the, the place where uh, well, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, uh, lived there and, and Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and uh, Tim Cook and so many other uh, people and organizations. I thought this would be a fascinating place, yeah. uh, not only to work, but to have a platform to be able to experiment with delivering local government differently. And for seven years, we we had a blast. Uh, we, we created the number one digital city in America. Uh, actually, um, you know, uh, five years in a row, we were number one and one on the first year. And then for four years, we were in the top, I think, top five. Right. And, you know, I, I'll just tell you this. When you work for uh, a city of, of tech people and you're the CIO. So I was the, you know, the, the head of tech for the city. <laughs> yeah. Um, the entire city uh, is full of CIOs. So you're actually, they all, they no all pressure, they, no pressure. <laughs> they, they know better than you. And, and often they did. And I learned from them. Uh, but boy, was that a high bar for me to, to reach every single day. <laughs> well, I was fascinated when we first met and it was in Mountain View in Silicon Valley. And yeah. you had this insatiable curiosity, you're an innovator, you're a problem solver, and you are an educator at heart. You love to yeah. try and make simple what is incredibly complex. And I do hope you'll come and see us in the studio and talk to us about cryptocurrency, which I know nothing about, Jonathan, let me just say, <laughs> in, a, in a few months. But we're talking about data now, and yes. those people who are listening and watching, I'm very excited that there's an additional uh, way now that you can consume the leadership enigma. Um, when we talk about data, this yeah. is relevant, isn't it, to all leaders, whether you are starting up in uh, your, your kitchen table, whether you've got a, a boutique, a medium-sized business, or whether you're sat at the moment as the CEO of the FTSE and the S&P companies. Why yeah. should leaders, and again, forgive me if, I, if I'm being too generalist, Jonathan, why should leaders care about data per se? What's the importance yeah. of data nowadays? Yeah, it, it, it's it's always been important, but it's really important now. Yeah. Um, you know, is there such a thing as a company that's not really a technology company anymore? I mean, every Probably company- not since the pandemic, it, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, every company relies on, is connected to, and runs 
on the internet is connected is digital doesn't matter if you if you if you run a farm you know airport uh you know consulting firm or a school whatever it is you do you're at the, at your core now you're kind of a tech company and because of that because you're digital you're consuming data enormous amounts uh, you are generating data, you're storing data, you're you're analyzing and working with data. Now, you've been doing that for a while. Again, I just want to say this is not some sort of breaking news. Yep. What is different is the sheer scale and richness of that data, right? We're in the zettabyte period now. Right? Well, you're going to have to explain that to me, Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> this is who knew there was even a word that, called zettabyte? It's a new one on me, that's for sure. <laughs> well, look, yeah, we all know terabytes yep. and gigabytes yep. and megabytes, right? Um, well, they're they're all just, we're basically talking about the size, you know, the quantity of data. Right. Um, and, and it's just, we're, we're producing so much. Everything that's connected is producing data. I mean, this, what we're doing right now, think about what we're doing right now. We've got a podcast going, what we're, we're doing video. We're producing masses of data right right this second just the two of us and, right. and all our equipment and our connection um you know scale that to a you know business to a small business medium-sized business and then to a large business you're creating uh remarkable volumes uh of you know rich data video uh data you know audio uh all different you know uh file types well look you, you said zettabyte it, it's it's basically one with 21 zeros that's one zettabyte. That's how big it is, right? 21. Talking, I'm just even imagining that particular number. <laughs> yes. One with 21. Okay. And we, uh, you know, annually now we're creating about 100 zettabytes. And it looks like we're going to be, as, as a, as a uh, you know, connected, hyper-connected world, doubling that every, every sort of two to three years. Um, wow. Okay. So the data is pouring into your organization. Uh, you're creating masses of data. And every organization manages data to some degree. Yeah. You probably could, you know, if you're a leader listening right now, you're like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we have a, an information security team. You know, we have databases, we have, uh, you know, systems, you're managing it. But the question is, are you managing it well? Okay, so first of all, is it really secure? Right. Um, you know, do you know the data you have? Right. These are key leadership questions. Um, and then, and then, but this is, this is where it really comes down. Are you using that data to drive business growth? So we often think of data being uh, the product of like a reactionary product. It's the product that happens because you do business and you have to manage it because it's it happens, right? It's almost what comes out the other end. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Now we need to ask, we have to manage that, of course. That has to be you know, priority. But now we get to ask, okay, wow, I have so much data of all different types. Can I use that to shape my products and services, to understand my customers, you know, to go to market in a more optimized way? So we, we need to play on in both of those camps now, right? On the right. sort of reactive running the business, the upside, and then that proactive, innovative side. Um, data governance, in a nutshell, then, yep. is doing all of that really well, right? Data governance is about managing data well. And, you know, I'm sat here in... I almost feel overwhelmed because I think about this subject touches everyone. I think of my uh, teenagers yes. and the data they create or the data that they consume. I'm working with large organizations, you know, uh, yeah. financial services, payment card companies who are now technology companies, not financial <laughs> services companies. We know that there are huge telco companies who are becoming yeah. tech co companies. So this yeah. is happening everywhere, big, small 
And in many ways, yeah. we walk around, don't we? This is 2023, Jonathan, and we are just immersed. We're drowning in data. And yeah. one of the things on my mind is people thinking, how do they make decisions when there is just, in essence, they're drinking from the fire hose as regards yeah. data? And what's the provenance of the data? How correct is the data? How does someone corroborate the data? And there are so many things in my mind, and forgive me, I'm taking <laughs> us off. But I, I just wanted to make the point that the applicability of data yeah. impacts almost all of us. Must yeah. do. Yeah. No, you're, you're, it's, it's, you know, I love how you're thinking about it. I love the questions you're asking. Uh, and this is what leaders are struggling with too. Right. They really, they really are. Um, the, the reality is that, you know, most leaders and, and, and I love also that you said, you know, even in your home, you know, teenagers, yeah. but also small, medium and large, uh, enterprises, all types of organizations, uh, want to be more data driven. They yeah. tell us that in the surveys, they want to be able to make sense of it and use it. And they're not, they're failing. They're failing. That That's the actual answer. But, you know, the numbers it's, it's around, you know, um, uh, you know, 99% of organizations want to be data driven, about 34% are achieving it. Okay, so that's one of the motivations uh, for for writing. Well, the that's book. a big gap, isn't it? It's a, it's a big gap for leaders. And, and here's the thing. So this is why I wrote the book and, and why I think this topic is really important. You can get there, you you, you have to do the work, you, you have to actually put in place um, the mechanisms for this. And you have to train your teams and, and hire the right people, put in place the framework to succeed. It It's not a random thing. You can't just say, hey, we're going to you know, manage data better tomorrow. You actually have to do specific uh, things. And the, and the good news is, even though, as you say rightly, and so many leaders say, I'm overwhelmed by this, there is a path, and there actually are a number of paths to get you to success. Right. There is a path to do that. And that's what I hope that we can achieve, because again, sure. I appreciate we're scraping the surface. I'm going to ask you how people can get hold of your book and engage with sure. you in the conversation. But we're really living in a data culture, aren't we? In, because yeah. we are just surrounded by data all the time. We're taking it for granted. Much of it is automated. Is that a fair comment as well in relation to uh, how it's being generated and sifted and thrown around? Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I think back to my the the olden days, you know, previous life back in law enforcement, that we all have a digital footprint. Yes. If you think about it, we, we have an enormous digital footprint. People can tell so much about us, not just the algorithms yeah. of, of the, the big social media companies. But this is me thinking out loud, Jonathan, so I, sure. you'll have to forgive me, but it's just <laughs> everywhere. It is. There's two, two really fun terms I'll throw out there, which I think you'll like. Okay. One is just by doing stuff, right? Like doing what we're doing right now, you know, going to the store, buying stuff with your credit card, you know, just living creates what's called data exhaust. Right. This is sort of like just it's really it's, it's a fun word. I like it, the data, exhaust. <laughs> data exhaust. I like it. it. It basically means, as you point out in, in, in your question there and, and your thoughts, uh, that it just happens. We're, we're, we're a hyper connected digital world. Our behaviors create the data exhaust. And the second one, which I think that's important, right, because what are, do we know what we're creating? Uh, is it being is it being protected? You know, people are are rightly concerned about things like privacy yeah. and, and and stuff, right? And then there's another term, which is um, you're a company and you are dealing with. Obviously, you're you're engaging with uh, suppliers and with customers. Uh, you're maybe run a factory or something. You're producing uh, uh, 
uh, data as a consequence. You're producing data then that you use, yep. but then there's a lot of data that's sort of it's kind of data exhaust, but we 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 use it once and then we put it aside. That's called dark data. That's called dark data. And here's what we're discovering is there's a lot of dark data right you know i think you you could probably think about it yourself in terms of imagine that when you're when you're editing your podcast right there's a lot of stuff you throw away or you you you, you don't throw it away it's in a folder somewhere we're not throwing away any of this yeah. of this particular episode john i'm just telling you all right but, but i'm with you i get you okay so but here's what companies are discovering is hey i got like so much dark data that actually if i have the tools to analyze it and i have the skills in my organization, there's diamonds in there. I mean, there's like amazing nuggets around, you know, my customer behavior, my, you know, how do I get into new markets? Uh, what am I learning from uh, challenges with my supplier? There's just like, there's just a ton of insight in there that, you know, people are leaving on the table and, and nobody wants to do that. I mean, if I, if, if you could go to an organization and say, you know what, the, you are only seeing and I'm making this up right now. This is not a real stat. You're only seeing, you know, half of your capability as an organization. And here's some tools and processes to see the other half and actually move forward. I think leaders are do want to be open to that. And you know, ultimately, we do learn that okay. um, leaders do want to pursue data governance for that for those kinds of reasons. Let me ask you a couple of questions before. Sure. Um, um, I'm going to ask you to help me in relation to a little bit of a, a point plan for leaders listening to this and possibly sure. watching it. Um, is the genie out of the bottle a little bit that we're creating so much data at the rate that you describe? This is impossible to police, to govern, to really manage. Is it just too much? There's too much data from all of the billions of us on the planet. It's losing battle. Well... Look, I, you reminded me of a, of a quick example here. Um, uh, over in Europe, you know, we, we were trying to uh, do some science uh, to discover the origin of the universe. We built this, uh, you know, circular, uh, amazing uh, technology called the Hadron Collider. Right. right. And every second it generates uh, uh, masses of data. And, and it, you know, they're firing these, um, you know, the, these, these, these lasers and, and, and uh, uh, measuring all the, uh, characteristics. Uh, it creates so much data. We actually don't have technology to record all that data, right? right? So uh, it, it, that's the extreme description for you in terms of yes, there's nothing we can do because we simply don't have the the ability to to process and store everything we create. You know, in that extreme example, okay. uh, to some degree, that exists in most businesses. Um, you know, we leaders have to make priorities all the time. Yeah, and they. Uh, they 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 know what's important to them. They know that their customers are number one. They want to make sure that they're taking care of their employees. Um, so there's a lot of data that really they care about. Um, and then you know uh, they they haven't necessarily prioritized uh, other data sets. Perhaps they didn't know about them or don't know what to do with them. Um, and that hasn't been getting the treatment or the view that uh, that is necessary or can be. Uh, I feel like unleashed today, which is which is uh, really where where we're headed. Um, I think for the you know, small, I mean, for the for the average business today, um, even if you go from small, medium, even to yeah. uh, a large organization, the technology exists. It, it really now comes down to making some investment and determining uh, what you want to do uh, as an organization. I, I I think we I think you can get on top of this. The reality, though, to your question, is most organizations are not today just because they haven't 
prioritize this. Right, gotcha. Let me do a little bit of summary with you, Jonathan. Let's almost going to move on to the kind of the what I do plan. So let sure. me just go. So as people are listening to this, and I threw a lot at you because I, I was just thinking out loud in some ways. So what is data governance again? Just give us that that kind of pithy description for for leaders listening now. Uh, I, I would say it is a way to manage your data well, uh, to be able to take advantage of your data to drive business growth. And why is this, I mean, it's always been important, will always be important, but why now? And also, why did you write the book now? Was Is this a point in time, Jonathan, where something is happening? Or, I don't know, tell us. Sure. Well, one of the big drivers is just data has uh, escalated to being a critical asset in every type of organization uh, due to its sheer uh, volume yeah uh, our tools have improved significantly now we can make sense of it and and use it in, in new ways we are uh, as leaders and all of us in society are worried about things like cybersecurity and privacy yeah and that's contained and managed within uh, data uh, so that, you know, just because of the scale and the fact that every organization is a tech organization means that we have to pay attention to that and has to become a priority. Uh, cybersecurity is, for many organizations now, a much higher priority. Um, uh, cybersecurity does roll up into data governance in many ways. Um, and so that means that that topic needs to to, to rise too. Um, and now I think in a hyper-connected, hyper-competitive world, yeah. Um, leaders want every advantage they can have to succeed, and they're sitting on the most incredible organization, organizational asset called data that they're barely taking advantage of. So it's like you know, again, it's like you're, you're leaving it on the table. We're saying, you know, you're you're a leader, and you're saying, hey, I uh, I want to grow my organization in the next twenty four months by you know fifteen uh, percent. Yeah. What 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 can I do? What, what what levers do I have? And and you know you know just look at what you already have, which is your data. If you can tap into that, analyze it, and take action on it, uh, you have definitely the possibility of growing your business. Well, this is now in the realms of the competitive advantage, isn't it? From how you're describing yeah. it, is, is data the new oil? Is it is it the new liquid gold? I don't know all these superlatives, but it, it's, inc <laughs> it's incredibly important. And therefore, it has to be on the leader's agenda, doesn't it? Of, of a brand yes. new business or a medium business or a monolithic business, where I appreciate there are more resources around this. It's got to be on the agenda, hasn't it? It has to be. Uh, it. it you know, there's there's still topics that are probably optional on on uh, you know uh, there's the topics that you're 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 looking at some maybe some tech uh, maybe you're looking at something like a, a new market maybe you're you're wondering whether you should be trying to uh, uh, pursue some some African countries for growing your market or Southeast Asia yeah um, uh, th th those are optional data governance is not optional that this is a topic now so non negotiable. It's non-negotiable. Right. Uh, if you're making, well, look, the data tells us it's not, you know, leaders, you know, uh, almost over 90% of leaders yeah. want to uh, make uh, data governance a priority. And and uh, they've said that. So we, we know that. And so w where does it happen in the stack of priorities? You know, it, it's got to be in the top five. Uh, and um I you asked me a question previously. I don't think I ever got to. Why did I write the the book now? Why? Yeah, know? that was about just time. You know, point yeah, in time. Timing. 
Yeah. Um, so one of the things I, I actually wrote a video series about data governance back in 2016, and it's oh. it's still one of my most popular courses. And um, so it, 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 this has been a popular topic for a while. Right. Let, let's not be. Let, I don't want to give the any impression that this is. Hey, this is a brand new topic. No, yeah. no, 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 not not at all. Um, I, I think as I as I said at the very beginning of our chat. Data governance has always been important since, you know, since the 1960s, since kind of the IT, the information age started. Um, we're just at a different point now. It's sort of we, we passed the point where um, this was always important to do, often discretionary. Now it's really important and non-discretionary. Right. Um, writing the book is being generated by this uh, incredible um, you know, increase in uh, leadership awareness, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the 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 market uh, demand here i have a statistic i think that brings us all home okay right? we, we asked organizations in the next 12 to 18 months um how many of you are going to invest heavily in data governance and the answer was 31 percent. 31 percent they were going to uh, invest whether it was skills or technology or training uh in data governance 30 percent of 31 percent of all organizations that's a big number, and that's why I wrote the book. Right, okay. I mean, when you talk about stats, I picked out some other stats from the work that you've been doing, which uh, piqued my interest. 47% yeah. of data created uh, would had critical errors, which would impact the work, and 48% of employees tended to still follow their gut rather than follow the data. So I, I kind of love that from there's still the human element, isn't there? Either yeah. the human error going in one end or actually just the human thinking, I'm going to go oh, with my, my I've got 25 years experience, Jonathan. I'm going to go with my gut and, <gasps> and screw what the data says. So the oh, human yeah. piece can't be detached from the data, can it? No, no, those are, <laughs> those are some... Uh, you know, terrifying data points. You, you say <laughs> you knew I'm they'd uh, pique my interest. Those ones. <laughs> wow! Imagine that was the data for the hospital you were going into for your surgery, um, or the airport you were going into to jump on a plane to some destination. Um, well, now you've or, made it terribly or, or, frightening. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Let's make it real. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Or or your bank, right? Um, yeah, we, we're all interacting with organizations every day. All of us, no matter what who you are and what you do. Uh, and then you're looking at organizations making key decisions about our lives. Uh, the fact that data is at the core of that, and often it's not uh, being used in a scientific way, yep. but in fact is being driven by gut uh, or is being actually driven by errors, uh, you know, um, is is something that needs to be resolved. And and. Um, uh, I've given you some key examples there. We, we, you, if we base a decision on bad data as an organization, bad things will happen. It really will. Well, no, I agree with you. So we, look, we've given uh, helped sure. with what is data governance, why it's important it's on the leadership agenda. It is a non-negotiable. So yeah. can you help people? And this is, I know, difficult from, from all the work you've done and the research that you've done. Can we distill a little bit of a plan for people watching and listening in relation to what should they do uh, just to get them started? And then I, I want to point them toward you and the book. Uh, yeah. But but how can we be the most value to listeners at the moment, Jonathan, in relation to this? Yeah. Well, one of the biggest uh, kinds of feedback that that organizations give around yep. data governance when they first learn about it is or they, they 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 start to understand it for the first time perhaps is wow this sounds like another organizational initiative that's going to be expensive and 
drugs. Right. It's going to uh, deter us from, you know, focusing on our customers and doing our day-to-day work. Um, and so the, the first thing to recognize is there's many ways to do this. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be highly bureaucratic. And you should build your program based on your needs and your organization. So a small organization is not going to need a lot, right. right? It's going to need a plan. It's going to have to determine uh, some roles and responsibilities. And you're probably going to have, you know, one or two tools, right? Um, and and some of the tools, by the way, you already have, you know, things like uh, whether it's, uh, you know, it's spreadsheets or, uh, you know, your, your existing uh, technology stack. Um, and then uh, and then as you scale up, as the organization gets much bigger and you look at things like your regulatory requirements, um, then maybe you've got to have a, well, likely you're going to have to have something a little, somewhat more formal. Now, you know, most big organizations that have regulatory requirements or compliance requirements, like yep. um, like if you handle medical data, you have special requirements. In Europe, of course, we have GDPR, yep. which is all about handling data. Uh, by the way, GDPR is data governance. <laughs> you know, just just to be clear. Well, as you say, Maybe. GDPR, there are probably some people listening to this and hyperventilating just at the mere <laughs> uh, mention of it. But I'm with you. That that is data yeah. governance for sure. Um, yeah, d- just general data protection regulations, and you know, making sure that you know if you give your private data to an organization, there's some you know, a modicum of discipline used to, to protect it, right? I think we want that. Um, well, we want that so, on a personal level, don't we, Jonathan? We yeah. want our data protected. We do. We do. We Look, we, we want that, but the organizations we deal with may not be honoring it. They may not right. have the ability to. Right. Okay, so the, let's get this uh, down to some real clarity. Uh, you have to determine what kind of program you need, right? So if you're a small organization, it's going to be lightweight. Yep. Uh, you don't want this bureaucratic madness. I'm, I would never be an advocate for that. Um, if you're a big organization, figure out what you already have because you probably have a lot. Yeah. And then figure out the pieces you're missing. Like you, uh, knowing what you need, like kind of evaluating the environment in which you operate and, and, and kind of assessing your uh, capabilities, I think is a very is a key first step. Um, and I mean, it's a bit of what you, you might say is a gap analysis, right? Like okay. what do we do versus what do we, what should we be doing based on what our needs are? Uh, and then out of that, you're going to create a plan. A lot of organizations don't think of um, a data when they think of strategy. Uh, and 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 I'm recommending again you that you have a data strategy among your many different plans, uh, and you 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 write that up. You you craft it. What what are our um, objectives? How are we going to achieve them? What's the timeline? What's the budget? You know factor those into again the right the right size of strategy for your organization right the third part is now well you've you got to get into execution right you've done the you know the assessment the planning the strategy now you're going to get into execution um, what I talk about a lot are the roles because there's specific roles and responsibilities in an organization okay in a small organization uh, existing people are probably going to do several things um you know like ownership right who owns data sets? I, I I always get uh, when I when I'm sitting in front of or sorry when I'm standing in front of leaders in some sort of forum, a workshop or a training event or something, and I say, uh, "Do each of your data sets have a designated data owner, like someone who yeah. wakes up every every day and cares about that set of data?" Every, you know, nobody wants to answer it. There, everyone's embarrassed. Right? Does everyone look at their we, shoelaces at that point? They do. Right. They do because 
they don't have uh, uh, owners. So nobody's caring about, you know, some data sets. Some organizations do, of course, some do it well. Most are not there yet. Right. Um, so that would be, for example, we call that a data steward, or that's a data owner. And then data steward is somebody who then um, acts sort of like, it can be the same thing, by the way, yep. uh, depending on the size of organization. That's the person who then um, applies rules, uh, you know, kind of makes sure that the rules um, can be enforced, uh, you know, around how data moves, let's say, within an organization or moves, uh, you know, uh, out and, you know, uh, um, goes outside the organization and comes into the gotcha. organization okay. too. Um, so roles and responsibilities. Um, and then you've got the sort of the, the last part, which is operationalizing it. Uh, data governance is not a project, right? It, it doesn't start and end. It's actually part of, ultimately part of how your organization operates. It, it, it should eventually after some period of time, be baked into your organizational DNA. You just this I was is the just way about to you, say that part of the DNA yeah. of an organization. Yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and again, look, I, I, it's so important. I know your 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 podcast is popular across the business spectrum. So you know, if you're a very small organization, uh, you're going to have very lightweight processes and responsibilities yep. um, and you're going to document it by the way you, you want to have some policies and yep. things again lightweight light um, now if you go swing to the other side fortune 500 company yep. uh, this is going to be rigorous right you're probably going to even have a, a data governance team um, you're going to have data stewards across all the departments. Uh, you want to have data owners for your data sets. Um, you're going to have rigorously documented policies. Um, and, and, you know, some of your listeners who are, are, are listening today or watching will say, yeah, we have all that. So you're, you're, you're in good shape, but I got to say, you're probably the exception. Um, so I think those are the key steps. Gotcha. Well, this is great because as you say, and, and is this right? I think we talked about the fact that everyone's a tech company now. And in yes. some ways we had to be during the the three years of the pandemic. Right. We're not really completely out of it, are we? But that actually forced us in many ways to, to become far more digital. This is non-negotiable. It's got to be on the agenda of all leaders, whatever size of business. I think what yeah. I'm hearing as well for a lot of small, medium businesses who might be thinking, well, hang on, how expensive is this? It, it, it can yeah. be inexpensive, but it's got to be created almost in tandem. So it's not a detraction from the core. It actually is there to support them. And in some ways, using that data can be a differentiator and a marketplace bonus. Am I summarizing? Is that a fair summary just of that early part, Jonathan? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the investment question is important because it actually is one of the reasons why organizations don't move forward. Oh, it's a barrier. They, it's a barrier, right, right. And so I want to be, and I write about this a lot, is that shouldn't be. You know, at some level, you you can implement good a good framework, a good data governance framework at little cost and actually get some really big advantages relatively quickly. Um, and then at the, at the larger scale, yeah, you're, you're, you're starting to invest. Um, we never talked about tools. I mean, that's, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, tools. I mean, part of data governance is two very important pieces here that I would hate not to say. Okay. Number one is you have to be able to find data, find it, right? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know like what it's like for you at home if you're looking for a specific photograph or a file on your computer. It's, you know, it's not easy. No. Uh, you know, even, even with the best search engines on your computer and all that. 
but imagine scaling that to a massive to any size organization at some point yeah you want to be able to find data and then when you find the data do you know if it's like current like is, is this the most current version of the file or the you know the data set um who owns this data you know or or how should i protect this data so we need to be able to find it we call those by the way data catalogs right data catalogs these are like a like a catalog that you think yeah. of for you know <laughs> in the old days or an ikea catalog yeah i'm showing my age yeah. I, i've got good memories of catalogs jonathan <laughs> trust me me too me too i came from that world too and well it's all digital now so uh, you got this beautifully, uh, you know, managed and, and curated uh, data catalog in your organization. Allows you to search and find and and use data seamlessly. Right. Of course, I'm joking. Um, uh, most organizations are not there, so data okay. catalog is really key here. Right. Okay. The heart, uh, because the, the fact is, let's think about that. If you can't find the data, <laughs> and when you find it, you don't know anything about it, who owns it, if it's you know current or whatever it's worthless and it's and actually it's expensive then that's expensive well it's just it's and just then, hoarding then isn't it just hoarding data yeah. for the sake of it so okay so data catalogs okay that's the second tool uh that we that we have to talk about is analytics right okay so you find your data and you're happy that it's good quality now you want to be able to uh look for those uh you know the 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 the, the, the incredible insights yeah. that are in every in almost every set of you know data um what patterns are in there what what can we tell about how we're going to market uh what can we tell about you know customer behavior um what can we tell about our um level of risk that's got to be the prize risk. hasn't it jonathan yeah. the yeah. the the uh the signal from the noise almost yes. from, from the huge amount of data what does yes. it distill into what what's the yeah. insight what's the wisdom that's got to be the uh, that that's really the prize isn't it it is i'm so glad we got there yeah 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 and 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 you know kudos to you for using the word wisdom that's amazing uh people usually get as far as insight they don't think of the next level which is wisdom okay yeah. Yeah, terrific. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very flattered now that you've said that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, you, you, that's that you you're, you understand this. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I do, Jonathan, but I'm I'm hoping I'm asking some useful questions to those who are listening. Um, so, okay, so the data catalog, and then obviously the analytics in order to yes. create create insight, wisdom from it. Okay, take me from there. Well, those yeah, so so those are maybe some of your. Uh, more ambitious goals right. uh, for 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 data governance. Now, I, I, data analytics—that's a whole nother episode, isn't it? It is. It, it is. I don't want to make that sound like it's you know aspirational. Every organization does data analytics. It, you know, if you, if you, as I said earlier, if you just open a spreadsheet and stare at the spreadsheet, you're basically basically doing data analytics, yeah. right? <laughs> we all do that. You know. Um, but doing it well, uh, you know, getting real rich insights from it and getting to wisdom, you know, being able to uh, actually drive organizational growth through analytics, that's your aspiration. And you need to get there. Look, I'm, it's doable. I'm a big sports fan, Jonathan, and you've only got to watch any sport and see all of the analytics all over the screen in relation to how they've gone through the data and are either predicting or i don't know in some ways valuing players assets whatever it might be yeah 
And so that takes the, the fantastic, uh, uh, yeah, uh, to, to use that as an example. They, they, sports does data governance pretty good, actually. Okay. It really does. Um, I think the last part to connect all these pieces together is the skills. Right. Skills, right? So um, it's a couple of whole variety of ways I think about data skills. Like on one level, data science is such a wonderful, uh, growing opportunity right so if you got listeners who are like i don't know what to do with my life or i don't know what job i'm gonna have yeah um consider data data science uh it's you know the broad it's a set of a lot of different topics under it's a big umbrella um relative to the role that data plays in our world and it's fantastic it's, it's good it's good growth and good paying jobs technical sophisticated complex work so that's one way i think about it but then if you're an organization, do you have the skills? So you've got a couple of questions. Number one is, do you train some existing staff? And that's always a good path, right? Yeah. Let, let's, let's make sure you have the capability to execute on this. Like, you, you, I always find it interesting when organizations, you know, are, are failing to execute, but they haven't trained or they don't have the resources to do it. You've got to see, are we capable of doing it? Okay. You might want to hire people, right? Not, you know, in, in a in a more of a, if you like, a, a weaker economy, not yeah. always the number one reason or number one choice, right? Uh, but, you know, as, as, as you grow your business and, and you want the kind of talent to help on that path, uh, hiring, you know, data scientists, data analysts is is definitely should be on your agenda. Um, so there's that. And then this third part is, do you, do you use third parties, right? There's, there's a lot of right. the, uh, providers now. Yeah. Uh, outsource it, um, or partner, right? There's, there's a ton of incredible, uh, data governance, and data management, uh, partners that you can, that you can uh, work with now, uh, who'll help you and, and maybe accelerate your ambition in this, in this area. So in many ways, people have got to think about, they've got to have some form of plan to this, a strategy, they've got to execute, oh, yeah. they've got to operationalize, they've got to be able to catalog, they've got to be able to analyze, and it's trying to, in some ways, match the size and scale of your business with what is appropriate with, with what you do. I've got to ask you a question, and, and this might be sure. not relevant, but it's all over the news at the moment, chat GPT, uh, yeah. AI, is this relevant to the conversation about data? Is this gonna be a game changer for this <laughs> arena? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Jonathan? <laughs> if you so, as a professor, yep. um, I often talk about. Uh, I use history as an example, or as a way of sort of helping us understand the world in which we live in today, and okay. uh, help us to understand the future. And there are moments in history, as you look back, you know, over the last six, seven hundred years, you know, in the modern world, um, that changed the course of history. Um, you raise chat GPT, there's a possibility this is a game changer, that this can wow. change the course of history. We may be going through this moment right now. It's hard to see, by the way. It takes, you have to kind of be 20 years in the future and look back and say, what was the moment in which everything changed? Um, if you if you haven't played with chat GPT, uh, I, I sort of learned a little bit about it. I would encourage you to do that. Um, it's phenomenal. And in the next few months, uh, you know, across 23 and 24, there'll be new versions. There's a thing called GPT-4 that's coming out that'll drive this. Um, the degree to which it's going to give us answers, um, you know, do work that we do, but do yeah. well and do it fast. Um, it, it, you know, uh, w one quick example yeah. is um, just by entering one sentence, 
uh, the newest versions of ChatGPT will be able to generate a 60,000 page book, right? So we're, we're, we're in a, a very wow. a different world. Data is at the core of this, by the way. So what, what is the, what is the oil? If you like, that's, it's that the, the, the energy yep. that's driving this it's, um, it, it, it's billions and soon to be trillions of data points. Right. And, and so AI today largely is a product of data management, right? That's what it is. And so in my book, I have a whole section on data governance and artificial intelligence through two lenses. One is the degree to which artificial intelligence can help you with your uh, data governance work, yep. things like building a better uh, data catalog, uh, definitely helping with analytics. AI is awesome at looking for patterns, you know, sorting data, doing the things that are difficult, but AI does really, really well. Yep. And then um, there is the role of um, AI in um, in actually running the 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 actual engine of AI. That's and and so if you feed crappy data <laughs> into AI. Well, it's gonna not help that much. And garbage be, in, garbage out, right? It'll be problematic. Yeah. So there's there's those two perspectives. Yeah. We are, I know, just scratching the surface, and yes, maybe uh, you've heard it here. We may be at that point in time. So do check it out. How do people get hold of the book? I know it's already uh, an Amazon number one bestseller. There it is: Data Ooh. Governance uh, for Dummies. <laughs> and don't underestimate this, Jonathan. How can people get hold of a copy of that? Yeah, yeah, thank, and thanks for the opportunity. It, look, I, I do, I've written a few dummies books. Uh, don't be thrown off by the title. This is a sophisticated uh, book for all types of leaders and people in, in all types of organizations. It's written in a way that everybody can understand. That's basically what it is. But it's 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 hardcore data governance, you know? Yep. It, it gets you there. It gets you through the processes. Uh, as you said, it's available uh, everywhere. You know, bookstores, go to your local bookstore if you can, uh, even online and Amazon uh, will we'll definitely get it to you. Uh, I'm really easy to find if you want to reach out. Yeah, to me how do we? How this. do people connect and carry on the conversation? Because I know you LinkedIn learning. Tell us a little bit about yeah. those connection points and how people can start to get even more value. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, you can you can find you can go to my personal website, yeah. which is reichenthal.com. It's okay. my last name, reichenthal.com. You can. I'll put that um, in the show notes got, as well, Jonathan. Oh, thank you. There's a form in there. There's you know you, it's easy to find me. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so just go to Jonathan Reichenthal LinkedIn. Yep. Um, uh, Twitter as well, just at Reichenthal. Instagram at Jay Reichenthal. Uh, so I'm on all the sort of major uh, platforms like those. Um, and in terms of value, so on my YouTube channel, for example, I have a ton of free stuff. Um, and on LinkedIn Learning, I which I'm very active on. Yeah. Uh, and I have some very uh, popular uh, courses. I saw that, that range. Yeah, yeah from fourth industrial revolution to uh blockchain and crypto and digital twins and yeah a lot a lot of quantum computing i have a very popular I, course i said to you quantum. jonathan i've no idea where you're getting the time from trust me <laughs> <laughs> so, very impressive thank but they can you. find you on all of those and i'll put i'll put all of those details in the show notes as well for people thank you so they've got that listen you've been an absolute superstar again it is always a complete pleasure to connect with you and chat to you and i know you're going to be coming to london soon so let's reconnect and let's talk about that subject which i know nothing about cryptocurrency and again we'll consider why is it important for leaders why should they care what do we who knows is it another turning point but uh you've been a superstar take great care jonathan Thank you, Adam. It was awesome. All right.
Join us again next week for more tips and strategies on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or visit the dedicated website, www.leadersenigma.com, powered by Transform Performance International, where you can access our exclusive learning, including books, videos, bonus content, assessments, and more. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.